everyone, and welcome to Second Impressions, the show where we'll try anything twice. My name's Danica. My name's Emma. We'll even try starting this episode twice. Hey yo. Sometimes things go wrong, but that's okay because how how can I be upset at today? You can't. I can't. It's over. Because it's over. The saga is complete. We did it. Now we just have to talk about it. That's okay, because talking about it will be like, it'll be like the final, like, catharsis, and we'll get it out of our system, and it's... The final nail in the coffin. Because <laughs> they're vampires. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, I didn't get it. Thanks for explaining <laughs> it for me. I just really wanted to make sure we were all on the same page. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I think this is going to be a really cleansing episode, where we could just break free of all the trash and emerge... Uh, brand new beautiful butterflies emerge from our trash pile as a couple of like real trash queens you know yeah come out of our garbage cocoon yeah and experience a metamorphosis a beautiful dumpster butterfly yeah hang on i gotta change my twitter bio (laughs) (laughs) dumpster butterfly oh shit okay What's How up, Emma? Doing? I'm fine. You know, it's it's good. It's great. We are at a point now, though. Uh, the cycle has come around, and uh, this room is going to be so hot while I oh record. My yes, my house is also hot. Very hot. I'm so, so sorry. Um, that's cool. Just deal with some nice, like, sweat. We did it last year. We can do it again. I didn't have such a rough time last year. You were in a different house last year. I know. I know. This This one's worse? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Because the last one, during the, like, first part of summer, that house had a heat pump. And then the second part of summer, that house was, like, no, it's, like, that house was, like, really fucking hot. Yeah, that's what I thought. But only for, like, a month. That That was fine. A month is still four episodes. I know, I know. But you know what was also four episodes? <laughs> this Twilight Saga? Yeah. Yeah. And if we can survive those, we can survive anything. That's true. It's going to be fine. Um, Hey, Emma. Hey, Danica. What are you drinking? Uh, Tonight, I have a nice uh, caffeine-free cola. Ooh. Yeah. Is it... A brand? Yeah, it's just Pepsi. Oh, okay. But I, like, don't want to admit that it's Pepsi. Are you afraid of the I... Pepsi, uh, or I guess, yeah, the Pepsi haters? No, I am, like, not usually, like, a hard and fast, like, brand person, but this is, like, the one debate that, like, I have a very strong stance on, and that's Coca-Cola is much better. <laughs> what are you doing with a Pepsi? Because... Let me tell you. Coca-Cola makes caffeine-free Coca-Cola, but it is diet. So it's oh, like... you're not about that. No, it's like fucking, uh, I don't know, just like salt on the wound, you know? I can't have my ca- caffeine, and I can't have my brand of choice. So I had to get this Pepsi, but Travis was very happy because he's a Pepsi boy. Oh my gosh. A Pepsi lover and a Coke lover living and under the same we make it roof. Work. <laughs> you're you're a 
you're an icon of a couple. And then now we've conceived a baby and it'll come out and it'll be like all about it'll that be the tiebreaker. That'll no, be the tiebreaker. Whatever one the kid loves more, that's the winner. Well, it's going to be Coca-Cola because that's the one that I always buy. We'll see. Maybe what are you Travis drinking? will have to start doing the shopping. I'm drinking something that I've never had before Ooh. from your favorite, Fernie Brewing. Uh, but I don't know how you'd feel about this. It's the Dark Horse Sour with black currants. Okay. Okay. I feel, I feel better. I don't feel as jealous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually, I guess, I guess that's a good thing because I was kind of feeling bad. I was like, oh no, Emma loves Fernie. She's going to feel like so left out, but it, then it's a sour, so not so much. Yeah, it's fine. Is it good? It's so tart. Like, it's crazy tart. It's really it, sour? It's kind of sour. Like, it's more. But it's tart. What's the yeah. difference between tart and sour? I don't know. Like, I there are some sours that it doesn't make me salivate a crazy amount, you know? There are some sal- sours where your little gooshers will just start gooshing, and they're just like, I just gotta, I gotta, I gotta goosh. Um, <laughs> oh but this one, it's just, it's just like having some, like, tart berries i'm doing a very bad job of describing this um it's pretty good i like it it was a it doesn't it make your f- gooshers goosh it doesn't make my gooshers goosh because it's still like it's a it's a tart but it's not like a lemony kind of sour thing you know i guess like it doesn't yeah, we should just move on because i'm doing a really bad job yeah it's not a it's not a puckering kind of uh it's sour. just more like a lip it's just snacking. a it's just a yeah yeah Okay. Then <laughs> it doesn't make your gooshers goosh. It, this, I have so many regrets right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, I feel like this episode's, like, the last few episodes have been longer in general just because of Bachelorette break. Yeah. But I think this episode's going to be, like, crazy long. So strap in, get pumped, get a beverage, go to the bathroom, because we ain't stopping. It's going to be one wild ride. Let's do it. Let's do it. Tell me about, uh, what's it called? Breaking Dawn. <laughs> you already forgotten? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Twilight Saga, book four, final book, Breaking Dawn. Released in 2008. Everything is coming to a climax, including- Literally. Bella and Edward. So. <laughs> Heyo. <laughs> plot summary. Um, Bella and Edward get married. Wow. Great. Um, Jacob shows up and J- Jacob's been missing because he's like angry. So he runs off and he's like doing wolf stuff for months. And then he shows up uh, at the wedding. He's, and like, he's just pissed. like, surprise. Um, but then he gets mad again because he finds out that um, Bella and Edward are going to consummate the marriage while Bella's still a human and he's like that's stupid you could die and Bella's like sorry like you asked and then he runs off and is still angry um they go he didn't really ask he didn't really ask it just kind of came 
She just, like, told Uh, him, and then he got, like, irrationally angry, and I think it was more about them just doing it and him not being able to do it with her. You could absolutely read it that way, and (laughs) that is how I'm choosing to read it now, because yikes. Uh, (laughs) Bella and Edward go off to an island that the Cullens own, because of course they do, and they have their honeymoon there, and they do the damn thing. And we don't get too many details, bless. Bella wakes up in the morning. And she's like, wow, that was great. Edward's like, that was fucking terrible because look at you, you're covered in bruises. I did a really bad job. And she's like, I feel great. And uh, whatever. And then Bella's like, let's do that again. And Edward's like, nope. And then eventually they do it again anyway, but whatever. Um, Cut to like (laughs) days and days and days later. Bella's like, wait a minute, how long have we been on our honeymoon? And Edward's like, 17 days. And Bella's like, I should have gotten my period by now. Shit. (laughs) And they uh, go home. And uh, yeah, that's the end of part one. So part one is all in Bella's perspective. Then there's part two. And we are, for the first time in these four books, not in Bella's head. Jacob is the point of view for part two. And I have to say, what a blessing. Oh my God. It's so nice. It's so nice just to get out of Bella's head. Uh, Jake, what's Jake doing? What even happens? He's doing some wolfy things. He's doing wolf stuff. Oh, right. Goes to Um, go check up on Bella. He hears that Bella, like, he hears that they're back, but that Bella's sick. And he thinks that that means that she's She's either. A vampire, yeah, he thinks she's a vampire. So he goes to check, and it's like, surprise, she's not a vampire. She's, like, ridiculously pregnant. How could she have gotten this pregnant this fast? It hasn't even been that long. And then... He, like, freaks out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, like, transforms into a He transforms into a wolf, which then means that the pack can read his thoughts. And so they all find out that Belle's pregnant with this, like, demon child. And they're like, we have to kill it. And Jake's like, okay, like, I'm, yeah, and Jake's like, okay, I'm mad, but I don't want you to kill Bella. Because they want to kill it while it's still inside of her. Like, they don't want it to be born. Exactly. And actually, most people don't want it to be born because it's clearly killing Bella. But Bella's like, Edward doesn't want it to be born. I'm going to, I'm going to have my damn baby. So the pack's like, we're going to go and kill it. And if that means we have to kill Bella, then we kill Bella. And Jake's like, I don't want that. And then he exerts his rightful title as the alpha whatever and leaves sam's pack makes his own pack seth and leah come too they come to warn the the warn the cullens that sam's pack is gonna come to kill the the baby and bella and they're and then they're just like go on patrol and so now everybody's on watch because now sam's pack is like well now we're not going to attack because we don't have the element of surprise so everybody's on high alert, and Bella is dying. Uh, then <laughs> they find out that the baby wants blood. Ha- Bella hasn't been able to eat anything. She's, like, not keeping water down or food down. She's, like, losing weight rapidly. And they're just like, hey, it's half vampire. Why doesn't she try blood? And she does. Baby likes it. Wow, everything's on an upswing. <laughs> She's drinking so much blood that they're running out. Carla's like, we need to go get more blood. And also, we need to hunt because we're going to be delivering a baby. There's going to be blood 
everywhere, and we are starving. So Carlisle and Esme and Emmett leave. A bunch of them leave. I think Jasper and Alice leave too. Four. I don't know. Carry on. It doesn't really matter. Maybe four of them leave. At least three of them leave. leave. Probably four. Carlisle one hundred percent leaves. That much we know because when he's gone, Bella goes into labor. And really, well, she. Bella's placenta detaches. Yeah. And the baby needs to come out now. And Carlisle's not there to deliver the baby. And so Edward and Rosalie have to do it. Rosalie and Bella have been very chummy this entire time because, as we know from the previous book, all Rosalie wanted in her entire life was a family and a baby. And she can't. Um, So she's like, of course, I will protect the baby for you, Bella. Not really, just for the baby. Um, Rosalie struggles with the blood because she hasn't gone hunting in forever. And Edward and Jacob are there and they have to uh eat the baby out (laughs) yeah (laughs) no it's not like that the placenta (laughs) so the little the i don't know it's a really little vampire membrane and they can't get to it so edward has to chomp it out of her with his teeth to cut the baby out (laughs) and uh, there's blood everywhere the baby comes out totally fine and Bella's dying, and then Edward just, like, pumps her full of venom right in the heart, and e- bites and her everywhere. all over. And he's just like, I think we're too late. Jacob is convinced that it's too late, so he just, like, he leaves. He's like, oh, my God, Bella's dead. And he goes out, and he has a big cry. I think that's also in the book. And then he, or in the <laughs> movie. And then he's just like, I'm going to kill the this baby. baby. <laughs> I'm going to murder because this it fucking killed baby. Bella. And... It's a it's a monster and it shouldn't be here. So he's like, I'm gonna go. And so he goes and Rosalie's got the baby and he's like, I'm gonna kill it. And then he locks eyes with the baby and he imprints. Oh my god. <laughs> and then uh, and we're like Sam's halfway through pa- the book at this point. This isn't this isn't this isn't even the end of it. So Sam's pack can't kill the baby anymore because one of their one of the wolf's big rules is anyone's like imprinted person is off limits they are like extensions of the pack and they have to be safe all the time because if somebody loses their like imprinted mate that is such an incredibly heartbreaking loss and because they all share their like thoughts and emotions like the whole pack would be absolutely devastated if that happens so Demon baby's safe. Uh, part three. Bella wakes up. She's a vampire. Well, she doesn't wake up. First, she goes through the transformation, and she's, like, in ridiculous amounts of pain. Um, and then she wakes up three days later. Two days later? <laughs> Two and a half days later. Yeah. And she's like, wow, I'm a vampire. She's surprisingly good at being a newborn vampire, uh, which is not supposed to happen. She's supposed to be all, like, blood-crazed and whatever. And she's like, I want to see our baby. And they're like, you can't because it's half-human and you need to go and drink some blood first so you don't kill it. <sighs> so they do that and they meet the baby. <sighs> Renesme. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> <sighs> and uh, she manages to talk to her dad, who thinks that she's been, like, dying this entire time. And he's not all that wrong uh and that was supposed to be a whole thing when they were like oh we're gonna move to protect charlie because like he can't be around us anymore and jacob was like you can't move because you're gonna take renesmee away from me 
So he goes and tells Charlie, kind of. And then it's like, oh, you have to stay now because now Charlie knows and whatever. And he's coming over. <sighs> whatever. It doesn't matter. It's fine. <laughs> One of their cousins in Alaska sees uh, Bella and Jacob and Renesmee from a distance. Uh, this is Irina, their cousin in Alaska, who's been mad because they killed Laurent and she had a thing with Laurent. <sighs> a sexual and, thing. Yeah, a, a sexual <laughs> thing. So she's especially mad at the wolves because it's the wolves' fault. And uh, so she sees the three of them and then, like, runs away without coming and saying hello. And Bella's like, oh, my God, she saw Jacob. She's mad because it's the wolves and we're still friends with the wolves and she can't get over it. And then they're like, no, it's because she saw Renesmee, who's, all, who's been still growing at a rapid rate. She, like, looks like a toddler now. And there's this thing called Immortal Children that Irina's mom participated yeah. in. Yeah. They're vampire children. <sighs> so they're young forever. They have the mental capacity of a toddler. So they can't be taught the rules. And they just go on, like, slaughtering sprees. <laughs> and so it's outlawed. You can't do it. It's wrong. If you make an immortal child, the vulturi come and kill you. So Irina thinks that they've made an immortal child. She goes to the vulturi. And now the vulturi are going to come to kill them. Alice sees this and is like, crap, they're coming. And they're like, but she's not an immortal child. So all we need are witnesses, people who will testify that she's not an immortal child. She's just a weird half-breed because <laughs> I guess that's fine. <laughs> and then Alice and Jasper leave. They peace out. They leave. They leave a note. We're going. And they're just like, sorry, like we're gone. Go get witnesses. It's your only hope. So then everybody goes off to find, like, friends. <sighs> they all come. They all meet Renesmee. She's, like, weirdly smart for her age. She's only a few months old. <laughs> and she can communicate and talk and whatever. I don't know. It's Yeah, I feel weird. like her intelligence grows faster than, like, her body. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> the vulture come. And they're like, we're going to kill you. And they're like, you can't because we haven't broken any laws. She's a, a half-breed. And, they're, and, and they like, ask Arena, is this true? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I guess I was wrong. I'm sorry. This is my fault. And they're like, cool. And they kill her. They just want to fight at this point. The Volturi just really want to destroy the Cullens because they're one of the biggest covens that there are. Yeah. And they have all outside of these, of the like, Volturi. outside of the Volturi. And they have all of these, like, powerful vampires. They have Edward, who reminds they have Alice, who can see the future. And now they have Bella, who's a shield. So, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> whatever the fuck that means. No, what it means is that <laughs> Bella, as a human, could block anyone's, like, psychic ability. And if they're, like, mental traits, she was just like, nope, doesn't affect me. So now, as a vampire, that's been amplified. And she learns that she can, like, project her shield and protect other people, too. Wow, that's so cool. <sighs> I hate this book. And then it's just 50 <sighs> pages of the Volturi reaching for a reason to kill the Cullens. And then uh, they, and they can't. can't find one. And so they leave. <laughs> Alice and Jasper over. show up again. Alice and Jasper show up. They found yes. another half vampire, half human. 
Yes. And because uh, that's the last reason that they start. They're like, you made an immortal child. They're like, no, we didn't. They're like, you're friends with werewolves. They're like, they're not actually werewolves. Surprise. They're shapeshifters. Um, <laughs> and then they're like, well, we don't know if this half-breed is going to be safe or not. So it's uh, safer to just kill it. And then Alice and Jasper are like, surprise, we found Another this half-breed. half-breed. He's 150 years old and he's and totally he's fine. totally cool. And he understands the rules and he's not breaking them so eventually they're just like okay and then they leave and then it's a happily ever after i guess and then that's how it ends and, and that's over. it it's and over. then that's it and i can't believe everything that i just said and but so that's... ends the longest synopsis in history <laughs> i thought that i was exaggerating when i said that this book was 800 pages it's 756 yeah so I wasn't really exaggerating that much. Yeah. We have read over 2,000 pages of Edward and Bella's story. And um, I just have to say that even... I'll just get into my first impressions. Please. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Let's just go. Okay. Okay. Uh, this book. This book. We were waiting for so, well, not so long because she was just pumping this stuff out. But I mean, like, at the rate that we read it, like the previous books, and then, you know, we'd have to wait a whole year. It, we it, were waiting it felt for a like long a long time. time. Yeah. It definitely felt like a long time. Final chapter in the series. And, you know, so many things happen that, like, everybody wants. Like, Edward and Bella do it. Uh, and, Woo. um,. I don't know. Like, she's a vampire. Amazing. And I have Ew. to say <laughs> that everything else in, this, in the book. Oh, and then, like, the Volturi come. That's pretty cool. I guess. Woo. Woo. Um, but, like, dear God, I am glad that Edward and Bella can at least make each other happy because this was the most unsatisfying climax. <laughs> yeah. That this series could have come to. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck. Um I honestly thought that the uh the whole vampire baby thing spawn thing. Like yep. So unnecessary. It it's was really unnecessary. It was such a stretch. It was such it's a reach. Just like it's just like jumping the shark a little too hard. And uh this I book mean, come this on. book it it like yeah, I guess fan fiction was already a thing when these books were coming out. Oh hard yes. Really, yeah, it was. I just wasn't like really a part of that community. Oh, except for my immortal. That was the best fan fiction that was ever written. <laughs> um that's a famously bad Harry Potter fan fiction. If you haven't read it, you're depriving yourself of some great times. Um <laughs> But this this book reads like fan fiction because the yeah. plot is so bonkers. It's bonkers, but and it's trying to be satisfying in like all of these different ways. Like fan fiction, I feel like tries to like fill these little holes that you feel are missing in the story. Like you want these things to happen. So yeah, it's wish fulfillment. Yeah, exactly. And, and that has a place. This 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 like kind of whole series is like wish fulfillment. 
but this book takes it to another a level. level. Yeah. Yeah. That even when I first read this book, like I was not on that level. No. I was like, me what what happened here? Like yeah, I thought I... Eclipse was so strong. Like I talked about how that one was my most favorite part of the series. And then to come off Eclipse and into Breaking Dawn and just have all this shit just come crashing down. It's like, uh, they're, um, even at the end, like with the Volturi there, they spent so long talking. Yeah. And you're just like, come on, give me a little bit of that sweet vampire bloodshed that I had in the last book. Like, obviously, that werewolf. Um, newborn fight was just like a little appetizer and this is going to be like the big baddie like the big showdown and then they just fucking leave one person dies and it's arena who like we don't care about because we've heard about her before but we've never yeah we've never met her met her (sighs) yeah i remember being so stoked to get this book and then just being like so flabbergasted and ultimately disappointed because it's like every chapter that you read you're like what and then what and then what wait what yeah and then and then and then that's it it's just what on top of what and then it's just over and it's just like oh happily ever after everything's fine i'm like okay i guess i'm happy for you I'm not happy for me for wasting all of this time and energy on this book, but <laughs> cool. You guys get to live happily ever after, forever and ever. Congratulations. The end. Yeah. It was such a letdown. Yeah. And this big, thick tome that, like, I remember picking it up at the store and I was just like, holy shit, this one's huge. Like, Hooray! Like, yeah. This is so much material to finish. This this is going to be a series win. Yeah, and it's not. It's like four hundred pages of just what and three hundred and fifty six pages of like okay, I guess so. <laughs> sure, sure, I guess. Yeah, I feel like yeah, that was probably more of my reaction because it's like at this point. It had been so many years and so many books, and it's like, I'm not going to give up. Yeah. There were points in this book that I remember, I was like, this is not what I wanted, and like, I should probably just stop reading, but no, I've come this far, and I'm not going to give up, I'm going to finish reading this book, and I'm going to be mad about it. Yeah. That's just how it is sometimes. (laughs) I think the only part that I was really satisfied with um, in my first read-through of this book was just the fact that they actually went through with changing Bella into a vampire. Oh, yeah. We'd been waiting for that for so for long. For so long. Like, literally since the end of book one. And um, they went through with it, and it was great. Like, I thought her transformation was cool. Her special ability was super lame, but, like, whatever. She's At least she got something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh... What about the movies? Okay. There were okay. two. There were they two. They stretched this out into two movies, which, like, makes fair sense. Because, you know, from that synopsis that I just gave, 
It's a lot. It's a lot. And I feel like there really is like two stories in Breaking Dawn. Like there's the story of like Bella ending her human life. Yep. And then there's the story of like Bella starting her vampire life, but also like the Volturi. There's a clear divide there. Yeah. Like, so it made sense that it was two movies. I do remember though, when they announced that it was going to be two movies, I was like not excited (laughs) because it was like 2010 or whatever. The movies came out in Uh, 2011 and 2012. Yes. So it was like way past my like Twilight, um, like intense fan era and i was just like they're dragging this out into two movies huh Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're really doing that um but i do remember watching them and i don't know where i watched them probably just at home i don't think i would have gone to the theater i definitely didn't and um i honestly uh the first one i was just like meh whatever very gratuitous in my yeah. opinion. But the second one, I thought it wasn't half bad. Ooh. When I watched it. Like, for one, the movie delivered on that really great showdown that we didn't get in the book. Yes. And that there's a huge fight scene. Yeah. In uh, Breaking Dawn Part 2. Because this was during my, like, uh, sick at home. They're just on TV. And so yeah. I'm just going to watch them all right now. So I had, like, a weird mini marathon going. And, yeah, this stuff starts happening in uh, part two that didn't happen in the book. And I remember just, like, I remember just, like, sitting up and, like, leaning forward. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. What is happening right now? Because this fight scene happens and you see so many people die. Yes. And you're just like, oh, my God. And I was weirdly excited about it. Yes. Because I was like, cool. They're going somewhere totally different. Something interesting. Yeah. I was like, oh man, like you're watching like who dies? Like Jasper dies and like Seth and Leah die. Carlisle dies, and you're like, oh man, this is something else. Yeah. And it was exciting, even though I was like so confused about it. Yeah. And then so I was confused, and then I was excited because I'm like, hell yeah, sure, why not? It's the last movie, let's do it. And then... Kill everybody! <laughs> <laughs> and then in a split second, it snaps away, and you realize that it's just a vision that Alice had, and none of it actually happened. It was all And then you're dream. confused again. It was oh. all a dream. Psych. Everyone's fine. And it's just, and then it ends exactly like the book. the book. Yeah. Um, and then I was just like more disappointed. I think <laughs> I didn't really mind that because at least like it felt satisfying that we got to see what we wanted to see. Yeah. But then it was still like true to the book. Because I was, I honestly, I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty devastated when Carlisle died in the movie. I was like, excuse me, what the fuck. I do love my boy Carlisle, but yeah, you know this. This was like years later, and I had been out of the whole Twilight franchise for a while, and I was just kind of like stoked to see some bloodshed. Well, hang on, there's not a lot of blood; they're all vampires. Um, I was just excited to see them die. 
That's a weird thing to admit, but I was excited about it. <laughs> and mean, then they just took I'm, that away from me. Yeah. I don't think that there's anything weird about being excited by some violence in some movies. Obviously, it's very lucrative for Hollywood. Yeah, because I wasn't expecting it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. It was different. And I liked that um, the first and second movies, like, both had the same director, so there actually felt like there was some cohesion (laughs) between (laughs) the installments of Twilight. Yeah. And... Uh, what's his name? The director? Yeah, Bill... Bill Condon. Condon. Bill Cordon Blue. Um, <laughs> That's not what I said. I know. <laughs> but I keep on wanting to call him Bill Cordon. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like, he did a really cool job, I think, like, bringing some new life into, like, the vampires. Yes. Of this series. Yes. There were... It did look very cool. But I'm And the fight scene was, like, really good. Yeah. But I'm going to talk about my more feelings later in my second impression. Sounds good. I don't really have anything else to add. I've just kind of, like, dipped in with the bits that I do remember, so... Yeah. Maybe it's just time that we take a break. A bachelorette break. The Bachelorette this week aired on Tuesday instead of Monday. Yeah, that really threw me off. I know, me too. I was just like, I was ready. I was raring to go. And then I was like, wait, what do you mean there's no episode yet? Where's and then I was like, do we not get an episode this week at all? And then they're like, no, it's just coming out on Tuesday. Because I think that they did like an NBA thing because that's been going on. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Go Raps, go. Woo. Um, <laughs> welcome to The Bachelorette, More Luke's. Episode five. <laughs> more Luke v. Luke. So the last episode ended with Hannah wanting to talk to both Luke S. and Luke P. at the same time because they had been having their little conflict and we never got our rose ceremony. So we finally got that. Luke S., removed himself uh right at the rose ceremony it was literally about to start and he was just like hannah can i talk to you and he was just kind of like i think you should be really careful and i think you should keep your eyes open because there are some guys here that like are gonna manipulate you and then he just like left so (laughs) lucas was out of the running and we were all like I hope what? she gets rid of Luke P, too. At least I was hoping that. Yeah. Because, like, you can just eliminate your problem, your whole problem, right here. Get rid of just both of the get Lukes. rid of it. You don't have to cry anymore, Hannah. Yeah. Just get rid of it. Yeah. But who does she get rid of instead? John Paul Jones. And our sweet Mateo. <laughs> who we never got to even meet, really. And we never got to see his goodbye. <laughs> Like, <laughs> they were got like done dirty in this series. He really they, did. They showed he John didn't... Paul Jones's goodbye, and then yeah. they show like a little clip of Mateo. I think like twice during the rose ceremony, and then there's like a clip after she doesn't give him a rose, and he like says goodbye to the one of the guys. Then we see and... John Paul Jones say goodbye to her, and then that's it. Mateo's Mateo. gone. 
Rip. The man we never knew. I really was hoping that he'd just win it all. <laughs> that would have been the twist of a century. Yeah. yeah. That would have been <laughs> great. I can't even I can't even imagine living in that world. Cause we'll never know. That world's been that whole possibility it's been taken away from us. I just want to know more about Mateo. <sighs> He's probably got social media we can follow. I don't care that much. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> it's more fun to speculate. Like, yeah. oh, I wonder what Mateo was like. Oh, I Sweet guess we'll never Mateo. know. <laughs> Sweet Mateo. Or maybe shitty Mateo. We'll never know. Yeah. Maybe <sighs> just fine. like boring Mateo. Maybe that's why he never got screen time. Maybe. Like, clearly he had time with Hannah if he made it this far. I guess, but not enough. Yeah. Anyways. So Mateo's gone. John Paul Jones is gone. I was like... <sighs> surprisingly sad to lose John Paul Jones only because we lost him instead of Luke P. Because I, I would have taken John Paul Jones over Luke P. I don't know yeah, about you. I would have taken anybody over Luke P. Yeah. But no, he stayed. Not I, only did he stay, he got a one-on-one date. Well, I think that that was not given to him out of, like, the kindness of her heart. No, it, it was, was given it was to him out of necessity. Yeah. Yeah. She wanted to have some alone time with him that wouldn't like ruin a group date or a cocktail party. Because God knows he loves to do that. That's and his hobby. To, like, clear. <laughs> she just wanted to clear the air, you know, and hopefully get things set straight. And he did a very bad job. He did a terrible job. That boy. Needs to learn how to open his damn ears and listen to the words that are coming out of Hannah's mouth. He needs to listen to the words that are coming out of his own damn mouth because he'll say something and then say the opposite thing later. And when he gets called out on it, he's like, I don't remember saying that. Oh, yeah, that was my favorite when like Mike <laughs> called him out. Cause he oh, was of like, course, Mike called him out because he's Mike. Yeah, he was because uh, Mike also got a one on one date. With Hannah, so Mike and Lucy so had cute. some quality time alone while everybody else was on the group date. Yeah. And um, Luke P. made some sort of comment about how he was happy to have this one-on-one date because then it would, like, allow him to figure out what his true feelings for Hannah were. Like, if he still wants to be in this or not. Yeah. And then later on, Mike was like, you said that you might not even want to be here. And he's like, what? I never said that. I don't remember saying that. I've always yeah. been so sure about my feelings for Hannah. I, I'm like, I t- totally am falling in love with her. And it's like, no, dude, you've been flip-flopping this whole time. He's a big flip-flopper. He's a fish out of water, just fl- 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 flopping around. <laughs> yeah. Mike's oh one-on-one boy. date was great. It was so cute. I really liked it. So they're just running around enjoying Scotland. And then they had a group date where they got to play a bunch of Scottish games. That was Highland great. Highland Games. Yes, Highland Games, pardon me. And they all got dressed up in kilts. Woo, saw some butts. And poor D- <laughs> They were blurred yeah, out, but you know. Definitely they saw were there. some butts. Uh, and poor Dylan was like, oh, I'm so worried about people seeing my butt. It's like, is that the only thing you're worried about, Dylan? Yeah. What about all the other nope. stuff down there? <laughs> Not worried about that. Just the butt. Just the butt. How bad does your butt have to be that you're worried about people seeing Maybe that? he's got a really hairy butt. Maybe he's got a nasty butt. Oh, man. So the way that the episode ended 
was at the end of Hannah and Luke P's one-on-one, because normally, assuming the date goes well, you get a rose at the end of it. And it's like, good job. You had a great date. You're moving on. Hannah's like, today sucked and I can't give you this rose. And then Luke looks so surprised by this. I know. He looks crushed. Like, where did this come from? I know. And I'm just like, really, dog? You're surprised? Like, the room. You know this day wasn't going well. Hannah told you multiple times that she wasn't happy. Why do you think you deserve this rose? Because you don't. So, I don't know. And then the episode ends there. So, we don't. We still didn't, like, end on a rose ceremony. Yeah. This whole season's getting topsy-turvy. It's really getting wild. And, I mean, I am starting to just, like, feel so, so, so bad for Hannah. Like, that poor girl is just putting herself through all this misery for fucking Luke P. And, honestly, it just should not be that hard this early on. I know. And the thing that really... Three weeks... Well, the thing that really pissed me off was that after the rose ceremony at, like, the top of the episode, she's like, I know that people are going to be confused as to why I kept Luke P. around. And she says, I kept him around because, like, my head was saying no, but my heart was saying yes. Yeah. I'm like, girl, you need to listen to your head. (laughs) Yeah. Your heart doesn't know anything. Your heart is dumb. (laughs) Like, emotions are stupid sometimes. Yeah. And you just got to be logical. And you are talking about all these red flags. So act on that and, and get them out. And sure it's your heart saying yes and not your vagina? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you that's know, fair. I don't, yeah, it is fair. What else is he offering her? He's not offering her any sort of, like, um emotional satisfaction she constantly talks about how he has no feelings and how he won't talk about his feelings yeah and she's clearly got like a good enough physical connection with a couple of the other dudes uh yeah she was making out with every damn buddy (laughs) everybody i was like watching this at work on my lunch break and i was like oh my god i have to hide my screen (laughs) Not safe for work. Yeah. Yeah. She was getting down on Peter. She was getting down on Tyler. She's getting down on Jed. I think those Poor are her, Kevin. Like... Oh, man. <laughs> who Who was it? Was it Peter? It was Jed. It was Jed. She's like making out in on like with Jed, sitting on Jed's lap, going at it. Kevin like walks in and like sees what's going on and then he's just like awkwardly standing there and then he's like should i leave should i stay should i leave and then he leaves and then yeah what did he say he was like it was like a train wreck and i just like couldn't look away yeah yeah and then uh jen comes back from his date and the guys or from his time with hannah and the guys are like oh how'd it go he's like Oh, it went really well. And then Kevin's like, yeah, yeah. I saw you guys. I, I know it went well. <laughs> uh, did he say that he hasn't even kissed Hannah yet? Yeah. Oh, Kevin. Oh, I, think, uh, I think Garrett got his first kiss in this episode. 
Yeah. Which was nice. I'm like... Garrett's all right. Digging more on Garrett. I like how he keeps calling out Luke P on shit. Yes. Garrett's really, like, stepping up. Yeah. As far as not taking uh, yeah. Luke P's garbage. <laughs> Nobody's taking Luke P's garbage, but, like, a lot of the guys are just ignoring him now. Like, they're not talking to him. Seemingly. That's how it's edited. But mm-hmm. Garrett... And Mike still are, like, calling him out straight to his face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, something else that made me laugh was that, uh, I think it was Garrett. It was Garrett or maybe Jed that said to Luke P before he went on his one-on-one, he's like, you need to do the right thing and keep our names out of your mouth. That's Garrett. While you're on this date. That was Garrett? Great. Yeah. He's like, focus on you and Hannah. Don't be talking shit about us. Because that's rude, and we'll find out, and we'll come after you, basically. And then Luke P. and Hannah are, like, sitting, having this, like, beautiful picnic on the beautiful, like, rolling hills of Scotland. And he's just talking about how all of the, he's just talking about how all the guys in the house don't like him. He's like, yeah, this guy and this guy don't like me, and, like, this guy is, like, twisting my words and it's like yeah twisting your own words dude and it's like what did they just tell you about how you shouldn't be talking about everybody behind their backs like does he have and some wax anyway? build up in there like can he just literally not hear them yeah maybe he should get his ears flushed i really want to do that <laughs> i think so have you ever gotten ears flushed no they like they take a syringe basically and the doctor just like swooshes your ear like full of water and then like a bunch of wax comes out cool comes out like a candle yeah 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 my dad got it done he said it was like really satisfying maybe that's what luke p needs yeah oh god (laughs) this whole thing is just making me so mad i'm getting too invested i know i said this like last bachelorette break but (sighs) oh we're we're up to our eyeballs in this show yeah we're yeah. way too invested and now you know it's like getting down to like less and less guys and there's only a few more that i'm really willing to see just like go and then the rest of them they're all very interesting so I'm yes. like, i don't know um oh. well let's talk about our top three okay. i don't think it's changed no mine's the same wait 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 what did I say last episode? I Jed, think we both Peter. like Jed, Peter, and then I think I picked Mike and you picked Garrett. No, I picked Tyler, I think. You picked Tyler? Did you pick Tyler last week? Yeah, I did. I Well, because I, I think that like he's going to make it to the to the top three. Ugh. But in my head says Tyler, but my heart says Garrett. <laughs> Yeah, I like Garrett. I don't know. I've been keeping my eye on him. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he keeps growing on me. It's not like he has, like, I think he's been pretty, like, constant. Yeah. And that's what I like. Yeah. He hasn't and- had a lot of, like, ups and downs in the previous episodes because, like, I started off hating Peter, and now I really like Peter. I know. I thought Peter was, like, so cocky at the beginning. I was like, ugh. Ugh, pilot. Ugh. 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 A man in uniform. <laughs> ugh. Ugh. Uh, but yeah. you know, he's all right. Yeah, I hope Garrett gets a one-on-one date next episode. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Just to learn more about him. I don't really know. 
much about him other than he plays golf and he's got tall hair. Yep. Those are facts about Garrett. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I know. Uh, Next episode looks like a shit show, so that should be fun. I know that I watched the scenes from next week, but I've already forgotten what happens. Just a lot of Hannah crying. Right. And then she is unsure if she wants to, like, continue being the best. Right. Right. She's thinking about throwing in the towel. Which I kind of, uh, you know, could see coming because there's a lot of the guys I feel have, like, strong connections with her. And I, it's still early, isn't it? I don't know. I've never really watched this show before except for that one time. <laughs> and How uh, many guys are left? I don't like even 12? know. 10? 12? 10? I think there was, yeah, maybe 12. I think there was 15 last episode. But I don't know. Somehow Grant is still in it. I know. I was surprised too. I saw like a shot of him at the rose ceremony and I was like, Grant? Really? What are you doing here? <laughs> really? Grant? I'll tell you what Mateo does have that Grant doesn't have. Was that? A job. Oh. (laughs) Ayo. Ayo. Wow. Emma coming after Grant like that. Well, I mean, come on. Hey, man. I, well, I'm not anymore, but I was unemployed for the last two months. But I, like, but would you go on a show and say, like, I'm Danica. Hi, I'm Danica. I'm unemployed. unemployed. I mean, maybe. Well, actually, no, because if that happened to me now, I'd be like, hi, I'm Danica. Please listen to my podcast. (laughs) Yeah, but like you could say like, oh, yeah, I'm a podcaster or something like that. Like make something up. Say you're an entrepreneur. Yeah, does he have no hobbies? Like, God, Grant. He'd be like, I'm Grant. I'm a gardener. Yeah. I don't make money off it, but I just really like to garden. (laughs) I'm Grant. I'm a home cook. Yeah. I'm Grant. I play video games in my underwear. That's probably the most likely. <laughs> I'm Grant. I am it. I don't know. Not unemployed. <laughs> you could literally say anything. Yeah. Anyways. Maybe he just has no hobbies. Maybe he's just a boring dude. That's entirely possible, but why is he still here if he's boring? Because he's given us no reason to let him go what did mateo do wrong we'll never know (laughs) we have to die without the knowledge of who or what mateo is this is gonna haunt me you'll get over the rest of our bachelorette time and then the week after it's done i'm gonna forget about it totally We're going to be completely devastated for weeks, and then as soon as The Bachelor is over, we're like, yeah, fine. Yeah. Moving on. Well, this has been episode five of our Bachelorette break. And I think it's time that we finish up Breaking Breaking Dawn Dawn for good. Let's close this chapter of our lives with our second impressions. Go. Me. You go? Okay. I mean, we can both go. (laughs) I, can I say that I loved that we were texting each other a couple days ago. Yes. 
And we were at the exact same point in the book, about 50 pages from the end. Yeah. And we were both just so done. So done. So, So spent. This book just drags on and on and on and on and on. And there were like 20 different points where I was like, this book can be over now. Yeah, I um, definitely, one of my first thoughts that I had as I was reading this book and then as I watched the first movie um, was that my complaint about the pacing of these last two movies is going to be non-existent because there's so much extra material in this book that you just don't need. And the movies have done a really great job of just cutting the fat. They giving you the meat. They have no choice. They have to cut so much because this book is like long. <laughs> so long. Yeah. There's no other option. Like they had to make two movies and they had to just jam pack them with like the bare minimum. Like facts. This is all we get. No extra stuff. You just get the basic plot and there's no time. For all of the other garbage. Because there's a lot of garbage in the book. There's a lot of garbage. There's just... Not garbage. It's, um... Some of it's garbage. But there's a lot of, like, flavor text. Yes. Yes. You have to learn about the history of the immortal children. You have to learn about uh, their Alaskan cousins and their whole history. Because we've been hearing about them for... I don't know if they came up in Twilight. But they've definitely come up in, like, I New Moon and Eclipse. I think they did because... Edward was saying that, like, they used to live in Alaska. Oh, yeah. And he's talking about, like, other, you know, vegetarian vampires. Yeah. Because they're the only other uh, vegetarian coven. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so we've been hearing about this family for three books, but we still don't really know them. And now suddenly we need to know, like, their whole deal because they play a huge role in this garbage. (laughs) Great. Here they are. Get used to them, because they're here to stay. Except for Arena, because she dies. Um, <laughs> and their mom, because she died, you know, however many years ago. Yeah. What I did like, a surprising amount, was part two, in Jacob's perspective. That yes. was such a breath of fresh air. And as much as I hated Jacob in Eclipse, he was sorely needed in this book because i cannot imagine going through that period of time being in bella's head oh my god kill me now like it would have been so bad right it would have been really bad it would have and also like could you imagine going through that period of time in bella's head and then needing to learn about what happened with jacob because that shit's important too oh yeah and that would have been another like 200 pages yeah. Of just Jacob Jake explaining, like, talking oh, this is to what Bella. I've been up to. Yeah, oh my god. Ugh. Yeah, because there's a lot of, like, cool stuff that happens. Like, Jake leaves the pack, and then Seth and Leah join him, and we get to flesh out those characters. I really like Seth and Leah. That I was know. really great to learn. They are so cool. I think they're my favorite characters now. They are up there. They're up there. Yeah, for sure. And that was just, like, nice. 
it was really nice learning about Leah a lot, especially because like I don't feel like yeah. there's a lot of like really well fleshed out female characters in this book other than Bella. Like even Alice. And she's is not just even that well there. fleshed out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then learning about like Leah's story and like her whole deal with like Sam and Emily, because she and Sam used to be a thing, and then Sam imprinted on Emily. And learning about like her life and other like and her being the only wolf that's a woman female yeah female werewolf i think she's got like some fertility issues like yep there's just a lot that is unpacked in a very short amount of time but it's just like wow this is very interesting give me she's more got layers yeah she's great she's like shrek she's shrek <laughs> every like good character that we talk about now we just call them shrek well, yeah, because ogres have layers. <laughs> ogres have layers. Leah has layers. She is, like, for for a minor character, she is one of the most three-dimensional ones. Yes. And I'm glad that she got some time in yes. this book. And I like it. And I like that when we're back in Bella's head in part three, that she sees and recognizes the, like new relationship that jake and leah have yes she points it out she goes she's like i can tell that things are different with them in like a good way yeah jake kind of like blows it off as like oh yeah she's like my number two now or whatever but it's a little bit more than that they have a better like respect for each other yeah yeah it was good it was good i like that it was really good because yeah i don't know something that stephanie meyer something that's been bothering me (laughs) <laughs> about this whole series, but I've never talked about, and now is our last opportunity, so let's talk about it, is some weird racial microaggressions that happen yeah. in this whole series. Yeah. Yeah. There are, well, number one, there's a trope that Stephanie Meyer falls into of the, uh, let's say, the mystical ethnic person. Yeah. <laughs> She falls into that heavily. I was worried that that was what the Quileutes were going to be, but they actually get kind of fleshed out, and they're such an integral part of the whole series that all of those characters get really well developed. So yes. they become much, they become a lot more than that. However, in if you take Twilight alone, they are just kind of like mystical ethnic person, yeah, which is too bad. As a series, it's fine. They get very very cool and they have their you know time to shine um she does it again though in this book with the the amazons the amazons are one the uh indigenous people in brazil are another oh yeah because they're like yeah they don't she doesn't explain it well she's just like oh they have legends and ooh, they're let's let's hear about these weird legends from these people they're the only ones ooh, and it's all yeah. very like not handled well but yeah she not. does it again with the amazons yeah. and also something that occurs like almost every single time that bella meets a vampire that's not white she describes them as looking weird like, there's something, she describes them as there being, like, something, like, unsettling about them. All of the white vampires that she meets are beautifully stunning. Yeah. Super pale, 
super like glowy, glistening. Yeah. Oh my god, they're just like the most beautiful thing. Any vampire that she meets that has just a hint of color to their skin, she's like, yeah, they look weird. <laughs> they're all of town, but because they're a vampire, they look weird. And I'm like, yeah. wow, fuck you, Bella. <laughs> Like, maybe they just yes. have ashy skin, Bella. Every time. I know. I'm just God. like, can you chill out? And something else that I learned, um, this came out a few years ago, actually, but um, Catherine Hardwick, the director of the first Twilight movie, came forward and was talking about how she wanted a more racially diverse cast. Yeah. And Stephanie Meyer said no. Really? That Stephanie Meyer was like, I have very specific ideas of what these characters should look like. And they're all white. Well, yeah. (laughs) Catherine Hardwick was like, that's probably not the way to go. Uh, She really wanted Alice to be Japanese. Which makes so much sense because a lot of the ways that Alice is described, you know, she's like super petite. She's got like pitch black Mm -hmm. hair. She's just got like adorable little features she's just like a little pixie and it's just like make her an adorable cute little asian girl yeah it'd be so perfect and stephanie meyer was like no so fuck her (laughs) (laughs) and yeah i don't know it's just something that's been sitting with me for these four books and i just had to get it out there it feels weird it felt weird reading it it is weird it's definitely like not great however i am glad that they included like the quillutes and all that stuff because i feel like um that region of the pacific northwest like it would have been like i've i have been to forks did you know that i I didn't know that i drove through there (laughs) what was that like uh it is ugly and all of their bathrooms apparently close at five because I couldn't find a bathroom to pee in. (laughs) What? (laughs) But that's that. You just pee in the woods. What are you talking about? But I feel like in, like, just because we, like, our situation, Nanaimo, Vancouver, Vancouver Island, like, we're very close to that area. And I Mm -hmm. feel like that, like different Pacific Northwest, um, like uh, First Nations people, are just really ingrained in our culture. Yeah, it's true. Not in a great way all the time, but it was like not always in a great way. Yeah, but, but it was like nice that she was acknowledging that it's not just like a bunch of white people living in Forks. It's like true. There's also <laughs> this other group of people that are often overlooked, but they also live there. But they're still prevalent. Yeah. Yeah. They're a huge part of the community. Yeah. I was actually curious about what, because the Quileutes are, they're a real ass tribe. Yeah. She didn't make them up. And they live in that area of the Pacific Northwest. And I was curious, I was like, what was their perspective on this? Because it's not like she consulted them. Yeah. She just looked up some of their lore and then twisted it into this fantasy that she wanted. Mm Mm-hmm. So I was trying to look into it and see what, you know, the local people actually thought about Twilight and the use of their stories in the books. And it seemed like, I mean, I can't speak for them, 
but from what I read briefly online, it seemed like kind of mixed. Some people didn't love it. Some people were actually happy about it because Mm -hmm. it put a spotlight on their community. They were a very small tribe. Yeah. And at one point, they were looking to get funding for, gosh, I don't remember what, but they were able to get the funding that they wanted because whoever they were talking to were like, oh, I know about you guys. You're from the Twilight books. God. (laughs) And they had that, you know, positive reputation, Mm -hmm. that positive publicity because of Twilight. And yeah, so I think it's helped them in some ways and hurt them in some ways because you also don't want to like... Oh, I don't Become, know. Become, like, a character. You don't want to... Exactly. Yeah. You don't want to meet a First Nations person and be like, oh, you turned to a wolf? Like, fuck off. Yeah. Totally. I agree. So, yeah. I think... Yeah. I think if you took, like, let's say Twilight hadn't become a series and it was just a standalone book, like... It wouldn't have the, been great. It wouldn't have been great for Jacob and the Quileutes, but... Because they got four whole books, Jacob got to be really fleshed out, and all the Quileutes got to be really fleshed out. You know, they're they're real characters that play a really important part yeah. of this story, and they're not just the mystical ethnic person. Absolutely. But she still does it to other characters yeah. in, the, in the rest of the books, so it's yeah. not perfect. And that's not nice. Yeah. Yeah. Other second impressions. Let's talk about uh, the baby. Renesme. I was so furious the first time around. I was not as furious this time around, but I was disappointed and confused and just kind of mad at Stephanie Meyer in general because it did feel... Like, she was forcing these things to happen to suit her plot needs. I don't know if she was forcing it to happen to suit her plot needs or if she was forcing it to happen to suit her fan base. Like, who is she trying to please here? I think just herself. Because, like, I feel that they could have... She could have contrived another reason for the Volturi coming for a visit. Yeah, they're supposed to come at some point anyway. Yeah. And um, I just, I thought that the whole baby situation was just so unnecessary. It's not even necessary. Like, Jake didn't even have to imprint or anything. Like, he could have left this series not imprinted on anyone. And yeah, that's like a shitty time for him, but... Who the fuck cares? Because he's been kind of shitty. A lot of people. So <laughs> all the people that were on Team Jacob care. Well, I, I don't feel care, like but. those people on Team Jacob are probably still pissed because now he's not with Bella. He's imprinted on Renesme. On her child. Yeah. Which is the I... worst name ever. Well, I will have you know that. I took it upon myself to come up with some other names for Renesme, please. So, her name is Renesme Carly. Renesme being a combination of uh, their moms, Renee and Esme. 
and their dads, Charlie and Carlisle. Yeah. So using <laughs> those boundaries, I have come up with a list of other names. Uh, let's see. If you combine if you combine Charlie and Carlisle, you can get Lily, Charlisle, Carchar, and Lelisle. If you combine uh, Renee and Esme, you can also get Neme Rez, Esreme, Resmene, and my personal favorite, Mayonnaise. <laughs> or you can combine all four of their names and you can get uh, Charme, Chesmile, Ricarne, Nemele, Reslile, and my personal favorite, Charcarmene. <laughs> All of which are just as good as Renesmee. Just call I personally her Charizard think. and get it over with. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Charizard. There was a very strong reaction, though, I had because I totally forgot this. And as I was reading, I forgot that Bella thought that the baby inside of her was a boy. Totally convinced. And then she tells us what she's going to name her boy when it comes out. And EJ. EJ. So I'm like, cool, Edward Jr. That's fine. But nope. nope, it's Edward Jacob. Because what is more normal than naming your baby after the man you married and the boy that's in love with you? It's completely, completely normal. Everything is fine. So... Uh, just, like, armed with that information, I was like, I guess Renesmee is not that bad in the grand scheme of things. It's still bad. It's still really bad. And, um, I have to say that this just is going along with exactly how I felt at the end of Harry Potter when Harry brings out his kids. Oh, man. That series did us so right in so many ways, and then it just, it just... It was so dirty. Pull, it did us so dirty at the end. It just ripped the rug from under us. Yeah. That was... Author, there's no need to name your character's offspring after other characters in your book. You can think Don't. of another name. There's lots yeah. out there. We're okay yeah. with that. Yep. Trust Please. me. Please. Please. This is a PSA. Unless it's mayonnaise, in which case, do that. Or Charizard. Or Charizard. Or Charcar uh, mayonnaise. I like that, though. <laughs> I like mayonnaise the best. Um, yeah, the part, uh, breaking on part one, the movie, was not my favorite to watch, but was also just, like, fine, I guess. I didn't have any particularly strong feelings about it. However, part two, I had a lot of strong feelings about. That movie gave us so many great shots. Yes. Such as Dakota Fanning throwing a child onto the fire. Yes. Such as Bella 300 kicking someone into a chasm. Yes. There is a goddamn Wilhelm scream during the fight. Yeah. Which made me cackle. I had to back I had to pause the movie and back it up. To listen to it again, because I was like, <laughs> you did not just put a Wilhelm scream in there. Oh, they did. They certainly did. And uh, something that I didn't realize is that Rami Malik's in it. I know. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah. And it was 
kind of funny because like as soon as I saw his name pop up in the opening credits, I like knew exactly who he was going to be. Me too. I was like, oh, he's Benjamin. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, obviously. And also, he was a great Benjamin. Uh, Lee Pace. Is that how you say and his Lee last Pace. name? Lee, I'm pretty sure. I, he's great. I love him, and you can't mistake those eyebrows anywhere. There's another great Garrett because he plays Garrett in the movie. He certainly does, and he does a good job. He does a very good job. Yeah. I love it. And there's also one scene when all the families are saying that they'll, like, stay and fight the Volturi if they have to. Yeah. And it just totally reminded me of the scene from Lord of the Rings where he's like, you can have my sword and my bow and my axe. (laughs) It was absolutely that. I was like, all right, I can dig this. Yeah. I have But that movie as a whole, I really hated because it was like... The, the second one? show up. The second one. Yeah, I kind of hated it. Even though all of those like little nuggets gave me joy. I hated it overall. Mm. The Volturi showed up and there were still 45 minutes left in the film. And I was like, what's happening? This is just like the book. <laughs> it was so, it was so rushed to get to that point. And I was like, what are we doing? Like, you only needed 20 minutes to like do this whole thing and wrap everything up. But no, they stretched it over 45 minutes. I was like, uh. fuck off. I honestly, like, I did not feel like the movie was rushed at all. This was, like, the only movie, and I'm talking about, like, part two particularly, in the whole series that I finished and I was like, okay, that's a movie. So what order, because we talked about this last week, what order did you watch the movies? I read the book and then I watched the movies, or I read, like, Three quarters of the book, and I watched the first movie, and then I read the last bit of the book, and I watched the last movie. Um, because I didn't want to switch it up now. It's too late in the game. I'd already planned out my strategy, apparently. Guess what I did, because I thought you were going to do it, too. Oh. <laughs> you did the, the thing I said I was going to do. Well, I watched the first movie first. Yeah. And then I read... A lot of the book. I think I read, um, no, I read part one and part two. I got up to, because that's when yeah. the first movie ends. Yeah. And then I watched the movie and then I read part three. Oh. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I... And it didn't re- it didn't really change my experience. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good to know. Unfortunately. That's yeah. good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I totally, like... Oh, I heard that. Ooh, loud boy. (laughs) Somebody's got big dick energy. (laughs) Yeah. This movie, like, I finished watching it, and then I was looking at... I wanted to go see what all, like, the ratings were for these movies. Mm -hmm. And this last movie was actually rated the highest out of all of them. Really? Which I was not surprised. I don't know. I just looked on IMDb. Have 5.5 out of 10. Oh, I thought you meant like um, uh, those ratings, the who it's suitable for. Oh, no, 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 no. And I was like, they had sex in the last one. Too. I know. This one has sex and violence, so I guess, but. That first movie almost got an R rating. Yeah, I didn't, the sex scene lasted too long. It just kept going, and I was like, okay, I, I get it. I know. This is great, whatever. But I was like, no. I know. It just, it lasted too long. I know. God. 
One thing I will say yeah. is that I forgot how much of a boner Bella has for this whole book. Yeah. She has her, like, sexual awakening, and then she's just got a raging heart on for the rest of the book. Yeah. Luckily, we don't have to hear about that during Jacob's part. Yeah. But as soon as it's as soon as we're back in Bella's head, she's just like, let's let's throw down yeah. with our bodies. Let's do it all the time. Yeah. I'm ready. And I'm like, I I am happy for you. But like, come on, dude. You got a one track mind and there is so much stuff going on right now. I know, and she constantly like mentions how she has to keep herself focused on like the thing that's happening. I know. She's like, I just really just want to go make love to my husband for eight hours straight. It's a good thing that vampires don't have to sleep. I'm like, okay, we get it. You're a little horn dog now. You have forever. Why don't you just focus on not getting your family killed for like a second? Yeah, just like a hot minute. Yeah. Yeah. Nasty. Yes. I was like surprised at how quickly Bella just like accepted her pregnancy. You know? Oh, immediately. Immediately she was like, yep, we're doing this. I, lo- I love you and we're having this kid. And, like, in the book she explicitly states that, like, she didn't even really want kids. Which is, like, part of the reason why she was cool with, like, becoming a vampire to be with Edward. Because she wasn't going to be missing out on that. Mm-hmm. And then she gets knocked up, figures it out, and then literally, like, two minutes later she's like, I got a baby. I'm going to be a mom. And like, yay. Everyone's pregnancy is different. But take this, coming from a pretty freshly pregnant lady who like knew that she wanted kids for a very long time. <laughs> it's not that easy to just be like, cool. There is another person inside of me. Yeah. Great. Oh, I'm going to lose my bodily autonomy for a while. For a good long while. Yeah. At least she only had to do it for a month. Yeah, that's not fair. Yeah. Where's my demon spot? Also, you know what? I don't think that Edward is a very good dad. What? I don't think he's a great dad. He, in the book, he holds Renesmee like twice. Yeah. And then he's just like not... Well, I feel like there he like doesn't care. He's got some Rand's issues care. to like get over because clearly, like he was not well. Bored yes, he with Bella keeping the kid. He also changes his tune real fast. He does, but does he really? I don't know. If we analyze his further actions, <laughs> I mean, you would think that like by the time Bella changes, yeah, and she proves that she can be around Renesmee safely, that he would be like, okay, it's great. No problem. I can be with my wife. I can be with my kid. Except that, no, I'm not. I'm only going to be with my wife. And my kid can just go hang out with Jacob and Rosalie, and I don't care. (laughs) You know? Yeah. It's always, it's always Bella that's holding Renesmee, putting Renesmee to bed, reading to Renesmee, and then Edward's just kind of like, I'll be in the bedroom when you're ready. And then we can throw down for eight hours. I don't know. I just wanted him to step up as a dad. And I don't think he did. <laughs> he certainly doesn't act like 
a hundred plus year old being, like Bella is much more mature than him. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. I couldn't help but think that like this whole time, like after they like they got married, and I'm like, I was thinking about your comments. I think it was from like our first episode about Twilight, where you're like, She's seventeen and he's a hundred and four or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they're walking down the aisle, and I'm like, it's still happening. Like, she's yeah. 18, and he's 105, and then they go have sex afterwards. And I'm like, I guess age ain't nothing but a number, but, like, come on. There's a lot of, like, bullshit destiny stuff yeah, in this book, which, like, it's a fantasy. It's a romance. I get it. There can be a lot of bullshit fantasy that, like, goes along. But it's just, like, it's just, I don't know. You can only turn a blind eye for so long. And I just want Edward to be more mature than he is. And he's not. He is not. Your OTP sucks. If you're assuming your OTP is Edward and Bella. Um, I have to say that my second impression, I'm going to go back to the movie for a hot minute. Um, has gotten slightly better because I feel like Bill Condon, <laughs> Bill Cordon, Bill Condon. <laughs> oh God, um, I wasn't gonna go there, but I feel like he got really good performances out of Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. Finally, yeah, this these two movies I felt. Their, their characters were most like how they were in the book, which is Yeah, I think the performances were pretty good. There's just only so much you can do with a few hours and 800 pages. Yes. Um, that is to say that um, I thought that the characters of Bella and Edward in this book were kind of a departure from... The previous mm. three books had not in a great way. Like, um, especially How? especially Edward's behavior. It's just like... Yeah. It's strange and more lighthearted. Um, even before, like, Bella gets turned into a vampire. He's just kind of cool. I don't know. <laughs> He's not as emo anymore. Yeah, this is like, this is like Edward's his own weird kind of coming of age story yeah. because his family has wanted him to be happy for so long because he's basically been this like brooding emo for a century and this is his like i don't know happiness awakening he's getting all of the things that he never knew that he wanted how dare he how dare he how dare he be happy one of the things that i thought was super weird in this book though was that he calls Emmett and Jasper on numerous occasions M and Jazz and <laughs> nowhere in the previous books has that come up before uh yeah i don't know what to make of that i didn't i didn't think about it that much i was just like yeah you've been living with them for however many years of course you have nicknames it freaked but me out. I like Emmett. He's stupid and I love him. Yeah. 
Sí. Sí. I missed, I missed Alice and Jasper in this book because they really weren't around. Yeah. Fucking leave. The first sign of danger. And don't come back till the end. And they're so great. And it was sad that they were gone. Yeah. I liked how Jasper was having like a little, um, what do you call that? I don't know. Epiphany or something like that. When Bella wasn't a terrible newborn. And he was oh, like, yeah, I know. That was like, that was an interesting twist. Yeah. It was like he was uh, both like really, really curious and intrigued by it, but also like really pissed off. Because yeah. he's the one that's had the most problems, like, not killing humans. Yeah. Yeah. And he kind of, like, he kind of hates himself for not having more self-control. And then Bella is just like, oh, I'm a perfect vampire. I can do whatever I want. Lottie freaking da. Like, yeah, I want to kill humans, but I'm not going to because I have great self-control. And Jasper's like, fuck. <laughs> I suck. Like, this like what a complex thing. to have. Yeah. I felt bad for him. Me too. He's he's a good boy, and he, he tries so hard. He does. He really does. But it's fine. He comes around. Yeah. Um, Edward calls Jacob his son, which uh, is... Yeah, barf. 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 <laughs> Their relationship has come around too much, and now they are too friendly with yeah, each other. Yeah, you gotta just, like, take it back a little. <laughs> It's like, I'm glad that you're friends. I'm glad that you're all a family, but you don't need to quite take it there. Whatever. I, I read that part and I was like sitting right beside Travis. He was like playing video games on the couch. And I read that and I was just like, oh. <laughs> He's like, what happened? And it's like, it's such an emotional moment because this is when like they're pretty sure that they're going to fight to their death. And so they're telling. Renesme and Jacob that they have to run away and it's like bye we're never gonna see each other again yeah and Edward's like goodbye Jacob my brother my son Ugh. and I'm like Matt <laughs> fuck that stupid so stupid uh there was uh, a it's lot just, of questionable moments in this book like there were a lot of moments that I think were intending to pull a different reaction out of me like a more emotional reaction out of me yeah and i just laughed instead yeah but but i also think i laughed the first time around like i don't think that changed no i kind of remember this book being ridiculous the first time around and it was ridiculous this time around too yeah even though it was very commercially commercially successful it was a critical bomb yeah it sucked yeah like, the previous books, well, Twilight, not so much. New Moon and Eclipse, as we've talked about, did pretty okay. They got, like, middling to decent reviews. And then this one, nope. Real bad. Real, Real bad. bad. Everyone hated it. Yeah. There are good moments, but I think as a whole, was just, like, really disappointing. And it's just such a shitty way to end a series that we've had a lot of fun dumping on this whole time. Yeah. And we've had a lot of moments that we were like, like where we actually enjoyed ourselves. Yeah. And this just kind of is leaving a sour taste in my mouth that is not as good as the sour beer that I'm drinking. 
Mika sour taste. <laughs> this one sucks. Is it making your gooshers goosh? I don't really just want to move past that because <laughs> that never happened. Uh, it's okay. I won't bring it up for any other episode but this one. Thank you. Uh, we could talk about this forever, but I think that it's already dragging on, much like this book did. <laughs> we should probably wrap it up. Ba-dum-tsh. Ba-dum-tsh. Final thoughts? What are our final thoughts about the series as a whole? Okay. My th- final thoughts about the series as a whole. An essay by Emma Adkins. <laughs> uh, I don't know. My thesis, I guess, is that this series is kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, it is... Trying to enter, like, this realm of um, human slash monster teen YA relationships, angst drama. Those are all my hot, <laughs> hot button words. They're all right. And um, I think that it does a fine job of creating, like some hype and creating like space for itself within that genre Mm -hmm. is it good no it's not good are there good parts yes there are good parts but i think that the good parts get lost in just like the overarching like trash lameness and trash and i think that it is like it's hard to ignore a lot of the like red flags of this series once you read it and if you read the series and like it a lot then i feel like you are ignoring those red flags which is also dangerous (laughs) so yes yeah yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with liking trash to a certain point but you have to There's understand a lot of, like, the trash that you're liking. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And, like, this series was made for teen girls. And we generally liked it yeah. as teen girls. And there were a lot of good things that we appreciated then and now. Yeah. This series made a lot of interesting lore. It did. It built this, like, really cool world for people to live in. And there are a lot of characters that had arguably more interesting stories than Bella and Edward and Jacob. Yeah. (laughs) And there were just a lot of, like, great moments of teen fantasy romance. And there's nothing wrong with that, but a lot of these characters are trash, and a lot of this story is trash. (laughs) And it's... I don't know. Yeah, as long as you're aware of that, then go for it. Yeah, and like, enjoy yourself. Let's liken this to a beautiful, sparkly plastic bag. Like, you can hold on to that bag and look at it, but you should not put it over your head. I love that so much. <laughs> you got to know what you can do with it and what you can't do with it. Skin a vampire. Turn him into a bag. <laughs> Look at that bag. Don't suffocate on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I am also leaving this series with, like, 
a willingness like to learn more about the other like more interesting characters you know like totally if stephanie meyer had put out books about like more of the quillutes or some of like the nomad vampires or even the volturi like i feel like that would be pretty dope like i'm really over this whole cullen family drama don't need any more of that but there's like other parts of the story that i feel like could be explored more or even the immortal children that's a pretty dope thing too yeah that's a whole like war that happened yeah an entire book could be made out of that would probably be more interesting than breaking dawn did you ever read any of her other books i read the host i again was like there are cool parts to this story but i hate it overall yeah because that's another one that again drags on for way too long that's another like 800 page book yeah i think it's over 800 pages it's beefy it's basically it's like a it's a it's a body snatcher love story. Um there's like these aliens that come down and they're body snatchers, but there's this one like human host that her consciousness like never never leaves. And so there's this alien that's like living in this body, but the body's like former brain is still just like this voice in the back of her head that's kind of like messing with her thoughts and feelings and whatever. Um, and it's real fucked up and I, there's like, there's cool parts to it, but I, it was, ugh, ugh, it was bad. And that got made into a movie that I never saw. It was, that movie was so bad. I turned it off halfway through. Ah, cool. I kind of want to watch it now. (laughs) Uh, Just to see how bad it is. Yeah. Um, and that's it. After I read that, I was like, I'm kind of done with you as an author. I know. She like put out a book last year or the year before called the chemist and like part oh, of that's a tv series is it yeah she made it into a tv series now oh because like part of me that like morbid curiosity part it's just like oh what's this what's this like but then the like other maybe p- she got better yeah but then the other part of me is like she done me so dirty in the past like am i willing to go there again i don't know man Am I willing to give her another, like, 700 pages? No. Probably not. (laughs) Not when there's so many books on your to-read list. No, I know. But sometimes I just need, like, a quick read. These ones were pretty quick, even though they didn't seem like it. (laughs) Breaking Dawn was not that quick. Breaking Dawn, like, didn't have – I felt it didn't have the energy behind it to keep me motivated to read. That might also be because I watched the movies first, actually. Yeah. So I knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Um. I I I don't know. I just wanted this book to be over. It's too bad. Because like I did, I did have fun these last four weeks. Um, until now. It's been a really interesting experience, like being in yeah. this world for so long. Um, yeah. And having a lot of time to like mull things over get a really good second impression and um all that stuff and on that note i think we should do our final rubric our little shiny rubric now let's just focus on breaking dawn yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) okay um so fun factor fun factor (laughs) that's hard 
break. I think the first half of the book is like kind of fun because you get the you get the wedding and you get the honeymoon and then you get Jacob's part and that part is like kind of fun and then once it switches back into Bella, I don't care. I'm gonna give it a four. I think I'm also gonna give it a four. I didn't have a lot of fun while I was reading this book. The only fun part for me, and by fun I mean interesting, <laughs> was Jacob's yeah. part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a four. Four shape-shifting wolves out of ten. Yeah, they're not werewolves. They're shapeshifters. Yeah. Apparently. Was it worth it? No. I don't know. Yeah, kind of no. It just, it's just, we were on the up and up for so long. Twilight was fine. New Moon, pretty good. Eclipse, kind of good. Breaking Dawn, fuck, man. No, this sucks. Yeah. It's such a disappointment to end the series on this because, like, man, this book sucks so much. Yeah, it was, uh, it was just, like, a letdown all over again, especially because, like, I remembered bits and pieces of what the story was like, but I didn't remember, like, all of the specifics, and Mm -hmm. um, just having to, like, go through that disappointment again was just, like, I was like, I remember these feelings. It's all coming back (laughs) to me And they're not good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just a lot. It's so many pages for not a lot to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Especially at the end, like, especially at the end. And now that I'm thinking about it more, I like, it's not like Stephanie Meyer was afraid of a little like vampire um, conflict, like physical conflict. She wrote about it in Eclipse. It's not like she couldn't write it. Yeah, but we didn't even get to see like the best part of it, you know? I know. The most intense battle we didn't even get to see. Yeah. That's true. So I feel like I feel like she had like amped up all of this stuff for it to come to a fight and then we didn't get that. And then we did get it in the movie, but then we didn't. She's like teenage girls don't want to fight, they just want a happy ending. It's supposed to be like a mental fight instead of a physical fight and like yeah, there's a lot of tension that you can build from that, but like just let someone get punched already. Seriously. 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 <laughs> okay. I think we know the answer to this one. Would you do it again? No. No. Even if I read the series as a whole again, I would just skip this last book. Yeah. I would just be like, and they all lived happily ever after. The end. (laughs) The end. Yes. (laughs) I agree. It, it, it was just disappointing. Like, I feel, I feel let down now. And I had been kind of having a decent time. Yeah. I agree. This book went and just rained on my Twilight Parade. Well. Well. This has been an experience. We have officially dug through the trash and emerged on the other side. Brand new. Shiny and clean. It's all good. Dumpster butterflies. (laughs) We are dumpster butterflies. (gasps) And we can move on. And never speak of this ever again. Never. Except, you know, maybe in another 20 years. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Yeah. I don't need to touch these books for a long time. Yeah. 
But I'll speak about it with you, dear listener, if you have some thoughts and feelings about Twilight. Ugh. Please tell me. Please tell me. I know a couple people have taken this journey with us, and I really want to know what your thoughts are about <laughs> this final closing chapter, because, oh my god. Oh my god. It was a lot. Let us know. We're on Twitter at ImpressionsPod and Facebook and Instagram at Second Impressions Podcast. And you can always email us if you have suggestions for future episodes at secondimpressionspodcast at gmail.com. Is there another YA series that you're interested in us tackling? Because we've read a few, probably. I want to do The Hunger Games again. That would be good. Um, I want to do that Scott Westerfield series. Uglies. Yeah. He just yeah, put out a new book. Yeah, I want to do that. Did he? Yeah, I saw it in chapters the other day when I was there. A new Uglies book? or uh, No, I, I think it's like released? a new YA series. Okay. Because I know that there are more Uglies books than I think that there are. There are? Yeah, because I haven't read them all. There's Uglies, Pretties, Specials, and Extras. And then I feel like he might have done a crazy fifth one. Really? For shits and giggles. He might have. Oh my god. I wouldn't put it past him. Oh my god. His wife is also a great writer. Justine Lerbelestier. Oh yeah, I remember you telling me about her. Oh, I love her. She's on my list. She's good. Ah, <sighs> uh, yeah. And now you say thank you to Keegan for oh, the yeah, artwork. thank you, Keegan, for our artwork. I'm sorry. I'm so lost in this Twilight series. Like, I'm still thinking about it. I'm going to have a Twilight hangover. <laughs> And thank you, Travis, for the music. And thanks to all of you for listening. My name's Mayonnaise. <laughs> My name's Charizard. <laughs> uh, this has been our Twilight series. I hope that you liked it. It's finally, finally over. You're welcome. Even though you never asked for it. Nobody asked for this, and that's exactly what we're here to do. The stuff that nobody asked for. Exactly. You're welcome. So let's see what nobody asked for next week. I don't know. It'll be fine. I don't know. It'll be fine. It can't be worse than this. Thank you.